G'day and welcome back to the Shed of Basketball Truth. It is Studio 3. Big week of basketball. Big week, especially here up north. But before we get to that, we'll we'll talk a little bit of uh, NBL, one, uh, NBL signings, a little bit of NBA Summer League, and I think we probably should break down a little bit what Summer League is and what Summer League sort of isn't a little bit because people seem confused um and then of course the nbl1 north it's all happening we've got our last round coming up we'll we'll have a look at the very important uh ladder the way it's shaping up coming into this last round and uh analyze it a little bit very very tight um it's tight in the women's but the men's is just utterly ridiculous uh how tight it is at the top and of course uh, I need someone to talk to while I do all that. So look, let, let's let's wheel him back out here. Let's get him back on the show, especially after the shade that someone was throwing uh, throwing his way in that Crackham last week, and that local card shop will all gave a Crackham. Matt Macam McIntyre, mate, welcome back. Thanks, mate. Yeah, back to uh, back to get to get my retribution. I've uh, had my name tossed around, thrown in the mud, <laughs> but um, ready to come out swinging. Out a boy, out a boy, and I did pop down to the uh, local card shop of Wool and Gabba this week, and I did stumble across, just like last week, how I was able to stumble across a Warriors pack. Well, that guess what, mate? This week, I've stumbled across a little uh, Philadelphia Seventy Sixers pack. Oh, lovely! So, yeah, look, there's there, there's some fire in here. Um, not it's they're not all brilliant players because you know let's face it, they're Seventy Sixers, but. Um, <laughs> Look, there, there, there's some fire and there's, got, there's some okay. There's some okay yeah. in there too. You got to remember that the, the classic years with Alan Iverson, he basically took to steal a steal a catchphrase. He took plumbers and uh, <laughs> <laughs> trades. Was it plumbers and um, electricians to the finals that year against the Lakers? So um, he didn't have a lot of working with him. So there has been some some not so notable players over the years, but more recently there's been some superstars. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely has. Yeah. Some right, in, some out. This. And, yeah. Uh, you know, Hey, you know, some, some have been prima donnas. <laughs> look, and some have been chosen over absolute Jimmy buckets. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> swings and roundabouts uh, in it. Swings and yeah. roundabouts. All right. Jimmy's Jimmy, Jimmy hasn't won a title either. So I guess they share, we share something in common. Yeah, heat's been closer. <laughs> All the same, no one remembers second place. Yeah, but no one remembers what seventh, eighth. Well, they had that that year against Toronto. That was a conference final, wasn't it? Ah, uh, let's not let's not get into it. Hey, they've been tough. They've been tough. Yep, that they, that that's part of being a fan is you remember the uncomfortable ones. <laughs> that's um, it. I guess it makes it when you get that championship, it makes it all the more glorious. All the hardship you go through as a fan. Yeah, they're happy tears instead of the other kind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, mate. Uh, quick question: NBL, big NBL signing come through in the last day or two. Sydney Kings, he's back. He said he wouldn't come back for any other team. He's kept to his word. Jaden Adams, former MVP, returning for the Kings. With so many of their of their players sort of going elsewhere, getting other contracts and things, um, do you think this this saves their free agency a little bit? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, you need the, the top teams in the NBL. You need a superstar point guard, and that's what he is. He was a 25-5 and five a night guy in his MVP season in 2022. Um, I, 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 I think the Kings, you know, they, they lost big pieces in Xavier Cooks. They lost their big center in Suarez. Um, but they've done decent in the replacements they got. So they, they signed Jalen Adams, which is probably the biggest piece of the puzzle. So they got that sorted. They got DJ Hogg early on, who is a, uh, all NBA second team. And by all accounts, uh, has not reached his ceiling yet. So hopefully we see even better stuff from him this year. And then you've got some unknowns in that they bring in Alex Tui, a young, the young, um, young prospect. He was playing college ball, wasn't he? Um, and then you've got Jonah Bolden who came back. I mean, Jonah Bolden on his night was a, you know, a piece of an NBA team who got five to ten minutes a game on the reg. So he's been out for a few years, but yeah, he's signed up. And just be interesting to see what he comes back, what sort of shape he comes back in. And then add that to the guys they're retaining, like Glover, Bruce, Quiet uh, Noy, who we see in the NBL One North, or same as Bruce actually. But and then um, Jordan Hunter as well. I don't know, man. I like the Sydney Kings. I'm I'm not. I'm not thinking they're anything less than a championship team again this year. Um, Look, the three like Pete's tricky. The three Pete's tricky. It definitely what is. And this signing for me, I just thought they were missing that that really difficult piece, which we talk about all the time, is that that lottery and that import spot. You know, you really want your absolute baller. Um, every team needs one, and you know, slotting Jalen Adams back in there. Um, I definitely think gives them gives them that much higher ceiling again. Um, uh, it it works for me. I think it. Uh, yeah, look, uh, I just wasn't necessarily feeling the the overall vision. The, you know, new coach, obviously your superstar and Xavier Cooks and Siljevic and those other ones you mentioned as well. Just it's wasn't a, necessarily feeling it, but like with, with this signing on top of those other pieces, it's okay. All right. Okay. Yep. And yeah. you know, hey, still got a little bit of time. Maybe there's something else. Maybe there's something else to find uh, over there in uh, over there in summer league. I mean, they do have an assistant coach uh, over there, running around looking looking for bits. So uh, as do the bullets. Um, They've got another import. They've got guys looking looking at guys over in summer league. So that's. I mean, that's. That's always the gamble. You know what you get with Jalen Adams, which is fantastic. So you know you're getting what you know some or, or great production out of one import. You just need another import that's going to give you you know some some decent uh, minutes. And you know, like last year, that the Suarez center they had, he was a big seven footer that didn't give you huge offensive production, but was a big you know protective uh, a big factor at the ring on the defensive end. Um, he played physical. Um, so he, he was a good piece. You don't necessarily need a 20 points a night guy. If you get someone like him who can change shots and be an anchor on defense, that's just as good sometimes as the import. So yeah, I like what they've got. And with one more, yeah, if they could get one more key import, uh, I'd be very keen on them getting a third or very, yeah, I could see them definitely going three people. Like you say, it's hard to do, very hard to do. 
everyone's coming for you. Everyone's yeah. coming for you. Every game is circled on the on the calendar, and everyone's trying to you know really basically slap you down. Um, yep. You know, every round is going to be a difficult matchup, especially especially now that they've won two. Um, you know, things are going to be a little bit different. But yeah, th- this signing for me, I I quite like this on top of what they've already done. I I think it. Uh, oh, yeah. Look, th- three's now back on the table for me. So, yeah, yeah, and it's um just just seeing how well around the league other teams are retooling, like Perth, you know, with Pinder and a couple other pieces, then re-signing coach really. Um, you know, the, the Adelaide Thirty Sixers have got a few of their pieces brought back, and then a couple of new imports, and man, every team's trying to trying to add on and get bigger and get deeper. So, yeah, it's gonna be a good season. Yeah, definitely should be. Well, speaking of uh, summer league and the hunt for MB, uh, NBL talent, I thought we might have a little bit of a chat around what summer league is and what summer league isn't, because people seem a little bit confused um, at the moment. And look, for mine, I've always enjoyed tuning into summer league games, and it's it's always a little bit scrappier on the offensive end. Um, you tend to get, uh, you know, players, obviously you've got players playing for, for contracts. Now the realistic, uh, nature of the beast is not a lot of these players are actually going to come up and steal an NBA contract, but there's implications for these games. Um, and if they can ball out at this level, then that's going to, you know, potentially be, you know, a nice juicy European contract, maybe China, NBL, you know, it's going to lead to other things. But realistically, everybody on this, not everybody on this roster is going to make it. In fact, very few uh, are actually going to. That's why they take, you know, you've got these teams that absorb all these players from around around different leagues like the NBL. You know, you see multiple players from here in Australia going over. And then you've got your, you know, uh, your draft, your draft class of this year. Obviously, normally this is, you know, let's get into Wemby. Obviously, he has that, you know, initial, you know, yuck shooting game, and everyone's like, oh, this guy's a bust. It's like, calm your farm, guys. Calm your farm. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little early. <laughs> <laughs> he's had one, one, uh, one game. It's you know what sort of equates to. Almost, uh, almost a G League sort of level. Um, mm. Realistically, if we genuinely break this down, um, you know, and depending on your team, you know, it might be a little bit spicier than G League level. But that's you know, effectively sort of what it equates to, with less less, less time as a as a crew, um, and a, but a definite opportunity to show off your skills. And then obviously he comes back and has a better game, and and then the Spurs shut it down, and you know. Summer League is more important, realistically, for your guys like uh, a Dyson Daniels, for example. You know, a, a second-year guy. Obviously, he'll you know he, he balled out in his first game, played quite well over there. Um, you know, this is an opportunity for those guys in the roster, second-year guys, work, trying to earn themselves more minutes in in the regular season. You know, come and show what they can do here at this level to get a little bit more time. You know, it's super important for more of those guys than it is, you know, the draft class of this year. They've already got their ideas and thoughts and how things are going to fit. 
it's you know realistically people overstress what summer league is it seems this year um you know because well i get it everyone wants to be everyone wants to be the first to say oh no that guy sucks um, yeah <laughs> you know, oh that guy's amazing but you know like i talked about when the draft happened it can really take four or five years before we get a decent read on a guy you know really understand what this guy's going to be um you know you, you look at your zion for example guy genuinely hasn't done anything really yet you know an amazing talent and i hope that we get to see that talent consistently this season next season but hasn't really done much balled out in summer league you know <laughs> half the world tuned in like compared to what normally happens more than tuned in for Wemby because I think some people are starting to get it summer league it's just a shootout it's it's a chance for scouts from all around the world to genuinely have a good look at some players and see how they match up against different pieces that's really what it is yep absolutely and so if in in my eyes, it's just about a it's a simple equation. Players are either going to increase their stock or increase their value, or they're probably going to hurt their value. Um, there's really not much in between because really, there's the the, the the winning the summer league is you, you, not nothing real. I, I I heard uh, I heard a commentator say the other day that the year when, when LeBron's rookie year when he played in a summer league tournament, I think it was in Boston. He didn't. He didn't win MVP of the summer league tournament. He said some other player, and I honestly can hand on my heart to have never heard of this player. <laughs> so yep. it's it just goes to show you. And look, Wemby had a, a you know rough first game. Still you know, not horrible, but he was mm. you know not as good as people were expecting. And then he came out and blitzed it in the second game, and then they shut him down. Yep. Uh, Scoot Henderson, the third pick, injures his shoulder. Like we, we see that a lot, you know, so it's a, um, it's, it is what it is. It's about getting shots up, getting people used to being in a professional team. Um, but realistically, if your team wins summer league, do not buy, do not, you know, start planning a trip to the finals. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a completely different team. It's completely different coaching staff on there. You know, it's it's literally just a run around to to you know showcase a little bit of your talent. Yep. Um, I I find it a little bit frustrating for guys that um you know and mainly guys that we see from either that come from the NBL or, or Aussies that are um you know show trying to showcase their skills that they just sit on the bench. Um, you know, seen that with DJ Vasiljevic, um, mature mature maker. Um, they've been over there and getting what you know half a minute a game and you just think oh like you know surely if you've got a a bench there and you've got players that have come in from across the world you just give them some run that's just to see but that's my frustration with it but in saying that i do like when they um i do like when the, the top draft picks go out there and play because i want to see them early on this is what they look like you know you get it you get an image of what they lack and what skills they maybe don't have. And then you see when the season rolls around, they're already getting better, you know? So it's, um, yeah, you just, you just hope that every, yeah, they stay injury free. So over the last few years, we've seen some, some top draft picks that just, you know, they, they have that first year curse. 
was last year. I don't think Chet Holmgren did it in the, the summer league, but I think he did it in the Drew League, didn't he, before the season started? He um, had that, yeah, ankle, yeah. that ankle fracture on LeBron or something, I think it was. So, yeah, um, to early doors. Yeah, you just, you know, happened to Ben Simmons. I think he's in training though, but like, you know, and then you miss that first year and it's just, oh, you're just sitting around waiting for him to, to come back. So, yeah, but I don't know. I like, I like that they, they, um, I like that I can tune in and watch it if I want, but if I'm, a, if I'm honest, I don't really, I'll, I'll watch some highlights, but I don't, I'm not going to put my Saturday away and watch summer league games. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. You either you know tune in for a game, maybe two, because um, you know the commentary isn't, or it was certainly certainly back in the day the commentary wasn't fantastic. It's it it's getting better as a thing to watch nowadays, but uh, yeah, uh, you you've really got to want to tune in. It's it's not something that uh, you know most people are going to be like, oh my god, I've got to be across this. Yeah, so, but. You know, like I said, it, it's good fun. It's not the most polished offense, but, you know, you get to see some kids. You get to see some blocks. You get to see some you, – you, I really like the defensive stuff because it's, it's almost desperation defense from early doors. Um, yeah. And did you – did you, like, just go back to that. Did you see what Wemby was doing, Wemby Yana was doing with his blocks? Like, he blocked a shot. The guy had to, like – he had to be at least three meters away from him. And even as the ball was getting released, you thought, well, he's nowhere near that. And then his long stringy hands just you see the ball you see the ball change direction and fall, you know, ten meters short of the hoop. He is just an absolute like it's just it's unbelievable how tall and long he is. But he is as a rookie, will not be surprised if he averages two two blocks a game in the NBA. Like he's just that long and proficient. Um, it was crazy some of the blocks he was doing in the summer league. Yeah, look, hopefully that uh, hopefully his body too, you know, thickens up because it's a man's league and uh, they do they do bang those big guys around. So hopefully from his point of view, he can you know, thicken up because he is long and wiry and does amazing blocks and you know doesn't have to really jump all that high but uh you know yeah just just can't can't help but think ooh, that boy's skinny yeah that boy's yeah. skinny you know but hey you know it's it's the one everyone goes to but still so is Giannis you know yeah you know rookie Giannis compared to Giannis now he's an absolute beast yeah. absolute beast but hey you know fingers crossed Fingers crossed, because I, I that's the thing. I, I think it'll be great for basketball if, you know, we can actually have a um, number one draft pick who genuinely balls out night after night. I, I think that'd be really good for the NBA at the moment. And uh, They weren't in headlines for doing silly things uh, on camera or basically off the court. Yeah, that'd yeah. Be bonza. But anyway, yeah. you know, I, I'm a little bit old school in my thinking sometimes, but... Uh, <laughs> But all right. So Wemby bust. <laughs> yeah. Not a bust or calm down. No, he's not a bust. He's uh I, I I'm 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 confident with the uh what like the overall feel of what Wemby Wemby would be and that's it. He'll probably 
may not be rookie of the year this year, but next year and the year after, he's going to be taking the league by storm. I think I agree with I agree with that term. Like a, this this year, I actually I, I was uh, reading a little column about him, and they were suggesting that you know, let, let's say San Antonio gets off to a rough start. Maybe he only plays 40 to 50 games, mainly home games this season. And then the rest of the time, they just get him in the gym, get him bulking up. That, that, he doesn't win rookie of the year, but who cares? And then you have, you know, going into next year and the year after, you've just got to, you've got his body coming along to the skills he has. Um, he's already going to be a defensive, you know, disturber and blocking shots and, you know, making people change their shots. So, yeah, I, th- I think he'll be, a perennial all-star. I'm not going to say that he's he's going he's the goat. I'm not going to you know give him the um the LeBron status. What was his the chosen one? I'm not I'm not going <laughs> to give him that. But I think he'll definitely be a perennial all-star. If not merely on the fact he probably has the um the Yao Ming. You'll get the Yao Ming votes. Just the whole you know the whole country, France, every all Europe are voting for him. So um yeah, I know I think he'll be he'll be very good. Yeah, look, fingers crossed for the kid. Um, you know, he's obviously got to have Greg Popovich there for a while. He's just signed a five-year, $80 million contract to be the coach, uh, to, well, to continue to be the coach. Um, you know, so, oh, wow. Five, five for 80. Even Pop's getting, you know, even the coaches are getting bags now, which is, yeah. <laughs> look, it's awesome, and if anyone deserves it, I think it's Pop, um, you know, the guy who hired himself to do the role and kicked ass at it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, you know, and like you said a couple of years ago, what else is he going to do? They pay him way too much to do to do that, so now they're paying him even more, which I, I actually kind of think is cool because you know, even though he is getting older and everything like that, he, he's Coach Pop. You know, he should be able to walk away whenever he wants to. And I like that he's he's obviously, um, you know, excited enough about the future to sign a long-term deal. He's not doing ones um, or twos. Mm. He's, he's down to five, which, hey, hell yeah. Hell yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's, let's bring it on home. Let's bring it home to that league we love. Plus one up north. The NBL one north. We've got one round left, mate. And look, it's getting spicy at the top. We'll start with the uh, we'll start over with the uh, women's side of the draw, and uh, we'll just go through the draw and uh, a bit of a look here. So obviously, that's uh, sort of breaking into uh, two to three tiers. Uh, well, let's break it down into three tiers. So your first tier is your ones who are through um you've got Northside wizards obviously 15 wins logan rocky and southern district spartans all tied on 13 that's uh and then just behind them southwest metro pirates that's tier one for me just mm-hmm. behind that uh then we've got gold coast rollers and uh darwin salties and then that's where it gets a little bit spicy because then from there we drop back and from there, these are the teams that are fighting for that. Um, there's only one, there's only really one spot available. And that is that eighth spot. Everything above is basically locked up. 
Um, yeah, it, it's basically locked up. Darwin Salty's might get bounced, but yeah, look, um, it, it'll, it'll take something special. Um, but you've got North Gold Coast Seahawks. Uh, they've got uh, two games left, nine, and uh, they're sitting on nine and eight. Townsville Flames, they're sitting on nine and nine. And Cairns sitting on nine and nine. So, yeah, look, it's uh, it, it's real simple. Um, they all need to win. Um, Seahawks can win it and win through. They've got two games left. They can win through with those two games. Yep. Then, uh, you know, that doesn't matter what anyone else does. Um, Townsville and Cairns, they'll need other people to uh, – they'll need to win and have other results go their way. Um, and just behind then, of course, you got the Capitals, but they're now uh, mathematically cannot make it. So that's that's just not going to happen for them. Um, so Seahawks, it's really down to you. You've got two games to go. Yeah. After it. And I think they've got the – I mean, they can get it done early Friday night with their first – first game of the weekend against Sunshine Coast Phoenix, who are sitting in 14th, haven't had the greatest of season. I can I see North Gold Coast getting that win there and that would just seal them in the um in the top eight. So um, if they don't though, then it gets very interesting because they're gonna face Southwest Metro um, at home, uh, but against a top well they Southwest Metro are top four team almost. They're just in fifth spot, but pretty much on similar wins as the other um, sec- as second, third, and fourth. So um, just one win behind. So that'd be if they had to win that game. Whew, that would be a really tough finish for the last day of regular season games. But I see North Gold Coast probably getting it over Sunshine Coast Phoenix, and then that will um, seal them and. Everyone then outside of that, unfortunately, um, well, Townsville and Cairns, they would still, sorry, they would still have their shot, but who are they got? Cairns have Rip City and Townsville has Rip City as well. Hmm, so interesting. Yeah, Rip, Rip City uh, heading up heading up on the northern northern road trip to finish off the season last round. Obviously, they're men. Got a difficult road trip to, uh, yeah, try and. Well, obviously, their season's done, but uh, they could definitely interfere things for teams ahead trying to make the eight uh, in both Cairns and Townsville. If they are able to uh, get both both done, then look out. She's uh, Mm. all she wrote. um, Potentially. Uh, for those teams, but uh, yeah, Seahawks obviously in the box seat. Um, they had the chance to do it uh, on their own, and of course, if they split those games, then it'll depend on other results. But yeah, th- three teams really in the uh, three teams in the mix really. Uh, possibly Salties could be dragged down lower. Look, that'd be interesting. Uh, see the Salties drop down lower on four and against possibly, um, and then have to go and play Northside Wizards. Which they did beat last time they played. So, mm. look, would definitely be uh, would be spicy, nevertheless. But uh, yeah, look, that, that's, that's how the women's um, is sort of sitting yeah. at the moment. And Townsville have the best 
for and against it looks just by casting an eye over it. So, yeah, it's, if they were able to jag a win over the rip and then North Gold Coast even only had the one win, then we'd be looking at a um, maybe might be able to sneak in. So, yeah, very tight there for the last one. It'll be interesting to see. Sunday. We won't probably know till Sunday afternoon, I guess, and then we'll know exactly what the lay of the land is for the women's uh, finals. Yeah, well, uh, Friday and Saturday are the two games and then the, the draw proper normally comes out. Um, the, the standings properly come out the following day normally once they've you know, re, uh, rejigged everything behind the scenes. So, yeah, look, uh, it, it'll definitely be interesting. It'll definitely yeah. be interesting to see how that uh, shakes out. All right, that that's the women's side in the bag. Over on the men's side of the draw, it's it's even tighter. It's even tighter still. Obviously, you've got um, uh, basically we've got two tiers. Well, technically three tiers. Um, we've got completely locked in, uh, pretty much to their positions, um, right at the very top. Then from four till all the way down to nine, mathematically tenth mathematically but you know it's a stretch and then basically everyone uh, north side wizards uh, and beyond here yeah, they're, they're cancun so uh they're they're done for the season um no matter which way you skin it so gold coast rollers on top 16 and two thus far logan two games over the weekend one of which is going to be against gold coast down in carrara it's going to be a banger game um could uh yeah, look, could could be a uh, you never know. Uh, might be a grand final sort of prequel, um, almost. Mm-hmm. So, could happen. Could happen. Obviously, there's a few teams in here that don't want that to happen. We'll do everything they can to make sure it doesn't. Uh, and then you've got Ipswich in third spot, thirteen and five. And then there's a little bit of wiggle room. So those three teams are pretty much locked in uh, to either to where they are or you know in that top three they're not they're not dropping any lower even if they do rearrange slightly uh Mackay then is the at the top of the rest of the pack they've got red city raw left that's it southwest uh and they've got 10 and 8 southwest metro 10 and 8 southern district spartans 10 and 8 cans 10 and 8 rip city now they're the uh they're the interesting one we talked about them last week they had last week they had three games left. They won the first. So now they've got two games. They've got that northern road trip. They win both those. Uh, they have the opportunity to basically stay where they are, but freeze Darwin out. Um, that'll be in essence what they'll be aiming to do there. Um, and then of course there might be some moving and shaking. Darwin Salties. This week is their buy round. So they've already played their 19 games. They're locked in. They're Cannot improve uh, their situation. They're completely reliant on others' results, so they might, um, you know, they, they might have more basketball. Their season might be over. We'll just have to wait and see. Sunshine Coast Phoenix, mathematically possible, they could potentially do something, but they've got a very difficult matchup. Uh, that they're, they're taking on the Itswitch Force uh, in one of their games this weekend, which is just going to be incredibly difficult um can't realistically yeah. uh, see them getting over the top you never know but yeah 
so yeah, real realistically, Rip City. That's the real question mark. Um, because this could come down to for and against um all the other teams from Mackay to uh, from Mackay down to Cairns ahead of them have one game. They've got two games left. Potentially leapfrog one of them if they can't get up. It's it's incredibly spicy and tight here on the men's side of the draw, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, so Cairns and uh, Rip City are playing each other on Saturday. So um, the both both there's going to be some swapping and changing, just whether it will be seventh and eighth or whether uh, with the other results for Rip City um, and if Cairns have a big loss is whether the Darwin Salties can um, move up the ladder, not by winning another game, but by their for and against um, landing, sorry, landing on the same amount of wins as one of those teams and their for and against being a little bit better. But I agree with you, Sunshine Coast has the two games in hand, but unfortunately really tough road. Uh, to really tough couple of games, uh, mainly being Ipswich. Um, that's going to be a tough one to try to get over them. So we saw how good they were against the Cats last week as superstar team. So um, I pretty much leave it to uh, whether Cairns and Rip City will go through or whether Darwin Salties will sneak one of those eight, eight spots. Yeah, look, potentially very interesting. The, the one thing... Uh... The one thing that's really uh, you know, keeps it alive is the fact that Rip City have these two games uh, in hand. But if they drop both, you know, they're done. Um, they really need at least one, if not more, to to really seal anything and lock it in for themselves. So it's it's all in their own hands. And if they can get it done in both games, they could potentially leapfrog some of these other teams' results, depending, obviously, Cairns. Um, Cairns is one yeah. of those, um, and, but uh, even Southern District Spartans—they've got—they've got Logan on Saturday as well, which is going to be a tricky game for them. So, if, they, if Rip City does come away with both games, they could genuinely find themselves moving up into a much more comfortable position. Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's the thing. I think um, the it, it, we're talking about like the coming for the eighth or seventh position, but. Realistically, as those teams like Mackay, if they drop to Red City, how far down will they drop in terms of the ladder? So um, you you quite often see at this stage of the, the the regular season, some players might be being rested, like you know, um, give them give them a break going into the finals. But I just don't think these teams can afford that because they want to finish on a high, but also give themselves the best chance to finish as high as possible on the ladder and get. Um, a more preferred matchup going into the finals. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, as as we're sitting here recording today, the all, the all important uh, finalists for the NBL One North have dropped across the MVP and other different awards. So I thought we might just do a quick little prediction here we've got uh, so for the mvp in the nbl1 north men's we've got the candidates are isaac white for mckay jason kiddie for the host um jock dang for the thunder nathan Sobey for the force and sean bruce for the thunder as well mate who are you taking there who who would do you suggest who do you think is going to get over the line what's your prediction i'll let you go first oh um it's between two for me, uh, between Isaac White and Jason Kadee. Um, 
Oh, that's such a tough call. I think I'd go with Isaac White. Uh, he's leading the league in points per game. Jace Cadiz had an excellent season. He's had some incredible games with 20-plus assists as well. Um, I just feel maybe Jace Cadiz got had the – they've had probably a little bit more help um, with uh, having Blanchfield and the likes in the Gold Coast team. Um, but – Saying that, also Gold Coast are on top of the ladder. I don't know. I'll stick with my first pick. It's, it's to me, it's a flip of the coin. But I'm going with Isaac White. I think he's had a stellar season. Uh, I think his stocks are on the up and up, and I'm glad he's signed to the Bullets um, in the NBL season this year, and he gets my MVP. But it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Who have you got, Mal? Uh, look, I I like both yours. Since you've gone friend of the show, Isaac White, I'll swerve slightly. Look, for me, I'm since you went, you're a guard and you went with two guards. Um, <laughs> and I'm a, a bigger fella. Uh, I'm going to go with Majok Dang. You know, I, I really like what he's done this season with Thunder. Uh, I, again, Thun, this is the problem when you've got the these teams at the top. Um, they're not just one-man shows. But uh, he, he's come out and put on some absolutely monster performances, had some monster dunks, really, really been I- impressive. And I don't know, uh, you know, he, he might not get it done, but I, 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 I just like, I like the season he's had. Yeah, he's been playing well too. There's a lot of good choices out there. Um, interesting to see who, who gets, who gets a nod. Indeed. All right, over to the MVP of the NBL North Women's. We've got uh, a friend of the show, Michaela Roof, uh, Ariana Mora, Maya Lloyd, Courtney Woods, and Samantha Bowman from the Rocky Rockets, mate. I'm going to jump right in here, and I'm going to say uh, I'm going to just put going to pencil in Michaela Roof. I just felt like she was robbed last year, um, you know. So. I just felt like it was it was hers last year, so I'm just gonna just gonna pencil her in, um, just purely and simply on the back of that. You know, she's she's had another really good Michaela Roof season. It's it's what she does. Um, everywhere she goes, she has good seasons. But I, I felt as if um, it was definitely should have been hers last year. Not knocking you know people who who did win it or anything like that. But um, yeah, for mine, she was my winner last year, so I'm gonna take her again. Who have you got from the rest of the crowd? Yeah, it's once again very good. I like your choice in Michaela Roof. I mean, she averages 21 rebounds a game. That's yeah. just insane. Yeah. Two years um, running, pretty much. She's been floating yeah. around that space in rebounds that's, for years. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, oh, I, there's so many. I, I, it's a bit disappointing uh, Maya Lloyd had that injury at the end of the year and, and missed some games through the season because she's been phenomenal form as well. Um, Ariana Mora, once again, she she gets it done across the, the whole stats board. She averages 12 rebounds, 20 points a game, I think, and, and up there in eight assists. So yeah, she's another good candidate. But I'll, I think I'll... If I was going to check uh, as a sneaky one, I'll probably go. I'll go Courtney Woods uh, from the Wizards because she, the Wizards are on top of the ladder. 
they're playing incredibly well. Um, uh, she's averaging 25 plus points a game, just insane numbers. So I think she's a yeah, she's a worthy candidate, and that's probably where I'd lean. Um, because you chose Michaela Ralph first, so I'll go, with Court- <laughs> I'll go with Courtney Woods. I think she could get a job. She could get the nod there. Yeah, look, and she definitely has. Um, yeah, she's part of that solid, very solid Wizards team that's uh, done some – played some absolutely amazing basketball throughout the year, but she's been balling. Like, she's really been balling this season. So uh, after coming down from uh, Townsville last year where she won the chip – uh, with Steph Reed and Alana Smith, really been balling out in with the new team coming home back to Brizzy. It's it's been really good to to see, mate. Coach of the year for the NBL uh, One North Men's. We'll keep it moving a little bit here. Uh, we've got uh, Asia Palmer Almond and Kerry Williams, and of course the Petrie Anthony. Well, Anthony, the Tenerfield Saddler Petrie. Um, mate, who you got? I'll go Kerry Williams. Um, uh, Anthony Petrie's done a great job, um, but you know, they did also win it last. They, they, they won the comp last year, so it's always hard to show, uh, you know, when you're already at the top and you stay at the top. Um, I just don't often – you don't often see that the, the coach of the year if they're, they're running it back the next year um, in the same position, even though they are on top, you don't see them bag it. So I'm going to go with Kerry Williams. Um, I think he's done a phenomenal job there at Cairns. Joe. Um, yeah, I, I, he'd be my tip. Yeah, look, I I think Asia's done a great job moving uh, moving associations, obviously, uh, over the off-season and everything. But, uh, yeah, look, Petrie, yeah, he's got a great team. You know, you know got some really good signings there, but uh, I think he's, you know, back to back, put together some really, some really, really solid units, um, and uh, you know, has not just, you know, been given a team. He's actually been given a team and it made it work on the floor, um, and those sorts of things. So look. Uh, hard to go past. I totally get the recency bias and the the issue there, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Andrew uh, Anthony Petrie in that one. Over on the women's side, we've got uh, for the coach of the year on the NBL North Women's, we've got Dwight Hicks for the North Side Wizards. We've got Drew Fenton for Rocky and Darwin Salty's Rod Tramlett who re-signed now and will be the coach until the end of 2025 season. I'm going to back up my uh, women's MVP being from uh, Northside Wizards and go with their coach as well, Dwight Hicks. I reckon uh, he's done a fantastic job. So, um, yeah, he's my tip to get the coach of the year. Uh, Look, totally get it, Uh, especially coming over from Spartans. uh, you know, changing associations, it's, it's not easy. Um, but both him and Asia have done a really good job where they've landed. So, uh, look, I, I quite like jo- the job Drew Fenton's done for Rocky. Um, I think the the real turnaround, obviously, they've, you know, made a couple of signings and other things there. But, you know, that, that whole ship has uh, turned around uh, quite a bit. And since you've already taken... Uh, Mr. Hicks, I'll, I'll swerve that way. 
Uh, Defensive Player of the Year for the men. We've got Matt Kenyon, Majok Dang, and Kyron Galloway. Just quickly, mate, who you got? Uh, I'll go Matt Kenyon. I thought he yeah, the game we called against um, Brisbane Cats, he's a phenomenal defensive player. And, uh, yeah, I think he'd be my tip for Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, look, I'm going to hedge my bets and I'm going to take uh, Dang in this one as well. Um, you know, the, what he does on the defensive end is part of that reason that I like him because um, it, it's it, it's a seemingly a more and more an underrated element of, you know, everyone likes to see the dunks and the big threes and that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it, it really it's really obvious when uh, players don't, Play brilliant D, and he certainly is obvious for his defense. Um, for the opposite reason, he's you know really solid, locks people down. So really tricky. I'm going to go with him. Uh, Women's Defensive Player of the Year. We've got Steph Reed, Lara McSpads, and Erin Bowman. Mate, all three friends of the show. So choose yep, wisely. <laughs> yeah, tough. Uh, all great candidates. I'll probably go with Erin Bowman. Um, she averages over a one block a game. Um, also, quite a good on the assist side of things as well. But um, yeah, I've seen a few of the games she's played. She's been a great defensive uh, on the defensive end uh, for the Darwin Salties. So I'm going to go with Erin Bowman. Uh, yeah, look, I will. Look, no, no shade to Lara. I'm just going to take Steph. Yeah, whoever she picks up defensively is is in for a tough night. And she'll scrap for the ball and dive all over the floor. And then when she does dive all over the floor, if she is um, like on, ends up on top of somebody or something like that, uh, and there's a whistle blown or something, she'll be the first person to make sure the other person's okay, help the other person up, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's defense, but it's defense that's just, you know, done in such a professional style, you know, manner in that sense. I, I, I really like that element of her game. All right, Youth Player of the Year award for the NBL One North Men's last year's winner was Max McKinnon from the Brisbane Capitals. Um, this year, we've got Jalen Galloway, uh, Gak from Spartans, and, of course, Kai Statman from up north in Cairns. Who you got, mate? Oh, very good candidates. I'm going to go with... Um... Southern Districts, AK Gak. Uh, seen a couple of game called a few game. We called a game with he and watching him in person, and he's just absolutely phenomenal uh, on both ends, defensively and offensively. And um, that team was going through a bit of a tough stretch when he really got it going in the game against the Capitals and able to turn it around in a big quarter. And uh, just seeing some of his work since then, I thought he's been absolutely phenomenal. For and I think he'd be a great choice. For Player of the year. Yeah, look, uh, no shade to Jalen, but I'm, I'm going to take Kai um, just for the pure sort of thing of, um, you know, Jalen's been part of the, you know, that Ipswich team who've really, they've had a, a couple of extra superstars, it feels like this year. Um, Cairns haven't necessarily, you know, felt as stacked. Um, and yet Kai's really had uh, a really great season up there. So um, if anything, he's just gotten a bit more burn and uh, been able to push the team a little bit more. That's why he'll get my vote over Jalen. On the women's side, we've got NBL One North Women's Youth Player of the Year Award. We've got Shanice Swain 
uh, Lulu Terrell or Alex Fowler from up in the Ville? Who you got, mate? Uh, I go with Lulu Twiddell. Um Yeah, I thought, yeah, she's been playing phenomenal for Southwest Pirates and um, had herself a sensational year and was quite a surprise package when we uh, saw them play against uh, the Caps in person. I thought she was just a phenomenal defensive player and able to knock down some incredible shots as well. So uh, I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, Twiddell. Yeah, look, I'll... Uh... Again, no shade to Alex Fowler there, but I'll take Shanice Swain. Um, obviously, you know, getting drafted in the WNBA and the the year that she's had, um, it's all pretty impressive. But she's been able to also come back and play some pretty good ball up there in in Cairns as well. So, look, I'll, I'll take her. Um, we'll uh, we'll just have to see how that shakes out. And yeah, look, that that's our predictions uh, for for the MBL one awards, which oof, we'll, we'll just have to see how that all shakes out and uh, who, who the winners are all going to be. But uh, look, fingers crossed my predictions get over the line and uh, yours come up just short. And I'm sure you're feeling <laughs> the exact same way, mate. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Time to get into a little bit of local card shop of Wollongabba. Crack them. I, as I said earlier, after the, uh, well, after the chirp, um, basically from uh, from last week's uh, last week's episode, someone someone certainly had a lot to say. Yeah, um, yeah, I was yeah, I was a little bit surprised. I felt a little bit targeted, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, one Chris Crawford was just jumping on the front foot. So, um, oh mate, I'm just here to return serve. I'm I'm used to uh, I'm used to swinging from the swinging with my back in a corner. So I'm ready to go on this one. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again to the local card shop of Wollongabbit slash Mermaid Beach. Um, absolute banger, little little pack here, and they do these um, all the time. Uh, that you know, obviously they might not have your particular team in there, but they got team packs in there, so you can get a nice little uh, you know starter pack. And these ones are all Panini Prisms from the 2021-2022 season. And uh, just to, I'll put this out there too. Um, some of these play some of these players might not be from the current era they do that sometimes with the prisms they'll do a, a throwback style player from a from a different time so i'll just give you that heads up before we jump in all right mate you ready you're good to go good to go mate all right we've got five uh six seven eight nine cards here so look realistically you know to, to cover chris well what, what are we thinking uh Six, five, what, what, what number do you think gets it done? Uh, what did he have? He had like eight of 12, eight of 10 or something, didn't he? Yeah, look, he, he didn't do too bad. He didn't do too bad. I think I've got to get seven. Seven? Seven at least, yeah. All right, all right. Let's, let, let's oh, wait, see I'm, I'm aiming for all of them, but yeah, let's go seven. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be some tough ones in here, but that's okay. We'll, oh, look, at the end of the day, it's still your teammate. So um, <laughs> let's get after it. All right. Thanks yeah. again to the local card shop of Wollongabba slash Mermaid Beach. During Philadelphia's 118 to 102 win over Atlanta in game two of a 2021 playoff series, somebody hopped off the bench and sparked the 76ers' second unit by scoring 14 points. It was huge for us, teammate Tobias Harris said. I'm extremely happy for him. Happy and proud at the same time. Number 18 for the 76ers. Number 18. 
That is going to be one shake and bake Milton. Shake and bake Milton certainly is. My man, he was good off the bench today. Certainly was. All right, next card, card two. Philadelphia needed more floor spacing heading into the 2020 offseason. The team addressed the situation by snagging somebody, an accurate shooting guard who flourishes alongside ball-dominant players. While partnering with all-stars Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, the swingman helped the 76ers to the playoffs. No longer... No longer there, and uh, he's been everywhere, man. He's been oh, yeah. everywhere, man. That's not who I think it was, then. I was, I think I know who it is. I was thinking Forkman Corkmars, but the, the it's not it's not him because that last bit you told me. So I'm going to go with Seth Curry. No, no. Think, oh. uh, think of color. Think of color. Oh, Danny Green. Danny Green, baby. Yeah. Danny Green. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they were yep. the same team. Yeah. Steph <laughs> Curry and Danny Green. Yep. That was a good, they had a good team. They did. Didn't yeah. win anything, but they had a good team. No. Anyway. <laughs> card three here we go anyone who says the nba's most uh nba's post game is dying hasn't watched somebody play while also sporting a new age three-point shot the center dominates down low like he's straight out of the vintage highlight reel in 2020 2021 he averaged 12.3 post-ups per game most in the league by a fair margin nikola vucevic uh, had 11, and he was second. Jojo, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is correct, Amundo. All right, next card, card number four. The 76ers were dominant throughout the 2020-21 season, finishing with a 49-23 record and earning the number one playoff seed in the East for the first time since 2001. Somebody played a key role in that success playing top-class defense, facilitating on offense, and hunting down ample rebounds. Number number 25 for the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, God. Would you like a clue? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to take one on this. (laughs) Uh, He's barely played since. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there's a all right? I got it. Yeah, is it now stuck between two players? But I'm going to go. Is that the Houston Rockets now? I think Daniel House, it's Ben Simmons, mate. Oh shit! <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's, that's not good. That's that's not good. <laughs> I forget his. Oh yeah, right. Yep. Uh, next card. <laughs> yep. Keep it moving. <laughs> the number one seed for the first time in two decades, Philadelphia kicked off the 2021 playoffs in epic fashion thanks to an explosive outing from somebody. In game one of the first round, he scored 37 points, grabbed six boards, and swiped two steals. The all around performance helped give his squad the win against Washington. Oh, okay. What's, uh, what's the famous Jimmy Butler line? 
Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Tobias Harris. There you go. There you I, go. I'm rattled from the last one. I was, I was like, <laughs> I've forgotten his last name. It's Tobias something. <laughs> I needed a. I need to have a glass of water. That's rattled me. <laughs> Shooken and stirred. All right, yeah. there we go. Uh, next card, card number six, I believe. Three and two, mate. Come on, bring it home strong. Mm. After a strong regular season from beyond the arc, somebody continued to torch the Nets during the 2021 playoffs. The sweet shooting guard hit at least three triples in nine of the 12 postseason contests he played in, including a seven-make showing in Game 5 of the Eastern Conference semifinals. Number I really... Three. Number 31. Yeah, I've already said him. Seth Curry. Seth Curry. There you go. Yeah. There you I knew go. He, he had a big... Yeah, he had a big couple of games there, and then, as he normally does, he went a bit quiet <laughs> for some other games. But, yeah. Yeah, look, you know, it happens. It's, it does. It's hard. All right. Fierce rebounding, elite shot blocking, highly efficient scoring. Somebody provides everything teams want out of their big men. Right, that that sounds not quite right. Doesn't exactly line up with this fella. But anyway, uh, looking to bolster their front court, the 76ers added him prior to the 2021-2022 season. He and Joel Embiid should be quite the handful for opponents to deal with. He is currently on this card wearing a Lakers jersey number two. Number two for the Lakers. DeAndre Jordan. Andre. DeAndre Jordan, no. Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond? Andre oh, Drummond. shit. He wasn't there too. Yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. Somebody... <laughs> I got two cards left, mate. So come on. Somebody caught the attention of the basketball world at the University of Kentucky, where he proved to be a fearless scorer who embraced the pressure of the big stage, his reputation furthered in the NBA, where he joined Philadelphia in the 2020-2021 season, found a spot in the rotation as a rookie, and became a bench bucket on a playoff squad. Tyrese Maxey. Baller. Fantastic. Great job. All right. Here we go. You got this. Giving the speed of light a run for its money. Somebody made plays that could only be truly appreciated when replayed in slow motion. Turning steals into scores faster than his opponents could register the situation, he produced 10 seasons averaging at least 20 points and two swipes, most in NBA history. You said 10 seasons? 10 seasons. Oh. This is one of those going back cards? Uh-huh. Do you read it out to me again? Giving, this, uh, giving the speed of light a run for its money. It's all you need. Yeah. I just want to hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it, mate? Alan Iverson. AI indeed. <laughs> the man. Uh-huh. Great player ever. The answer. The, yeah, answer. the answer. Exactly. To the question nobody really asked. <laughs> I'm talking about practice. <laughs> That's it. One of the greatest was it I think like the actual interview goes like he sits there for like 45 minutes or whatever. And that little snippet is the only thing taken from that actual um 
media uh, piece of media that he did and he was sat there for good 30 45 minutes and that's and there's some really deep stuff in there about all sorts of things but yeah that's the bit that's yeah. the bit that everyone harps in on and apparently he's really annoyed about it because that's the bit that um that's that's the quote that uh fans always say to him we talking about practice and he yeah gets stuck into it but that's fine yeah, him and Larry Brown, they did not gel towards the end, hey. No, and then he bounced here, there, and everywhere, man, and ended mm. up in... Oh, he had a good couple of years at Denver with Mello. I'm sure they had a good time. Probably not so much. They had good success on the court, but they had a lot of success off the courts just having a good time. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, look, you know... Uh, and... The trip to Memphis and Detroit didn't work out well. Not so much. Not so much. But... You know, he he was one of those guys who was pegged, you know, a little bit early in that sense of when the when the legs go, when the speed goes, mm. ah, like you know, just ah, he's not going to be able to really cut it at that same level, and unfortunately, he he just couldn't. Yeah, um, yeah. But was an absolute baller, and look, Reebok saved him with that uh, financially he gets with that, that deal too, too, apparently. Sorry, 30, 30 mil or something. That's like this or next year or something. Yeah, That's drop like drops shortly. So yeah, yeah. Um, huge huge play by them to to put that into his contract and for him to sign or whoever it was that wanted that uh, wanted that sort of deal. I think those sort of things um, re- really awesome, um, really awesome if you can lock that kind of stuff in, especially if you're a little bit fast and loose with your money sometimes, which. Mm. <laughs> With the amount of good times, with the amount yeah. of good times he was having, he just felt like he was one of those kind of guys. But happens yeah. uh, to the best of us. Yeah, oh, we all have those moments, mate. But uh, mate, look, uh, you've you've left three on the table there. Uh, that's... Yeah, and a, a doozy too. That one's um, now nah, they. I should. It's, it's, I feel like Ben Simmons in Philadelphia 76ers, it's like Baltimore, you know, it should be the, the, the man whose name shall not be named, you know. <laughs> yeah, Liz Cambridge esque. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or she who shall not be named. Uh, yeah, but, that's uh, right. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, look, uh, I think it's still pretty tight between you and Chris. I, uh, look, uh, I say we, we settle this with. Uh, what three men sack races on consecutive Sundays? Yeah, I think that could that's doable. Or we're just next time next time we're in the same building, just a fresh deck. Fresh just deck. Just me, Ooh. me, me, Chris and the cards. <laughs> wow. I got I gotta tell you, Mel, I went to the uh, mermaid um, mermaid uh, card shop and mermaid got myself yep. yeah got myself a, a nice little setup there you can get a beer and everything little yeah, yeah. little part out the back of the side there sometimes they have some live music that was, yeah. it was quite nice on a sunday but That's i got myself a uh, a fresh pack of chronicles uh 20 2021 cards so whenever you're ready i've got uh five point guards here because i'm not going to give you something easy but just five random point guard cards and unfortunately we've just lost macca there is microphone oh no i'll I'll turn it back on yep so sorry mate you were saying yes (laughs) i got these ready to go when you are buddy so uh we'll put you in the hot seat and we'll see we'll see how you go only five too i picked out five of the best all gettable all very gettable very gettable you reckon yeah very gettable (laughs) 
Oh, jeez. All right. Hit me. Let's let's do this thing then. All right. Cue the music. <laughs> All right. Now I got to. I'll take some practice with doing the cards because you do it quite well. But transforming his triple double potential into triple double production. This player recorded 22 points, 12 boards, and 11 assists versus Atlanta on the January 9th, 2021. He became the ninth NBA player to register a triple dub within the first 10 games of his career. He's one of four, Ben Simmons, John Wall, and Jay Williams to do so in the past four decades. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, so guard, triple double and guard. I'll give you a number, number two. Number two, would we be Shay? No. Uh, uh, he has been in the country. He's been in the country. Yeah. Which he's country? Played with, he's, played with a, he's been in our country, sorry. Yep. He's played with a molten uh, ball. Yep, that number two. Yep. Because he's, he's flirted with the Larry Johnson number. And then he Getting went. Getting hot. <laughs> <laughs> flirted with uh, Big Grandma Ma's number. And uh, yeah, that would be Lamelo Ball. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Hey, mate, hot start. That's good. Yeah, hot ish. <laughs> All right. Second card. After seeing a five game streak of scoring in double figures snapped, this player bounced back in a bounce back in a big way against Oklahoma City on April 27, 2021. Resetting his season high, the rookie went off for 28 points. In addition to swishing four trays, he also served up four assists during the clash at TD Garden. Okay, so rookie in when? 2021? Yep. Plays for your team. Plays for my team. Uh, ooh, 2021. Wouldn't be fast PP, would it? <laughs> <laughs> Still the best nickname ever, and correct. Hey. <laughs> this is Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, eight fast mile. PP. Yeah, fast PP, eight mile. Yeah, Eminem. Yeah, yeah it's, there's a couple of good ones in there, but I, I just can't go past fast PP. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Third card. With 32 seconds left in March 4th, 2021 game against Boston, this player, Fred Chris Boucher, who knocked down a tray to give this player his 19th assist of the night. That put the guard in a three-way tie with Jose Calderon, who had it twice, and Damon Stoudemire for the most single-game assists by a Raptors player. By a Raptor in 2021. No longer at the Raptors. Oh, uh, Larry? That's the man, Cole hey. Larry. There we go. See? Mate, you make it look easy. I should do the <laughs> questions. You should do the answers. We've got this all backwards. <laughs> oh, I'm happy with the regular setup. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Fourth card. Fourth card. Okay. Helping to beat Charlotte for the second time in two games, this player knocked down a pair of trays and scored 11 points on January 4th, 2021. Deuces were wild as Wells Fargo center for the rookie that night as he also tacked on two rebounds and two assists and even picked up a pair of personal fouls to boot. So for Charlotte? So 
Playing for Philly. Playing for Philly in Wells Fargo. Uh, rookie in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, or wouldn't happen to be someone we talked about earlier, would it? In your crackham? Getting hot. Oh, oh. Uh, oh, Maxi. That's the one. That's the one. We got it. Maxi. Figured it was a 50 shot. But yep, Maxi. All right. What's that? Four. All right. Yeah. First one was, first one we've, we're giving you because it's the very that, first card. That, yeah, that's yeah. an asterisk. That's an you asterisk. I'll cop that. That's fine. That's kind of, let, let's call it 3.4. I told you they're all gettable. It's a good cards. I, I was stoked with my first deck. Nice. Um, all right. This player ran the Washington offense to perfection on March 29th, 2021. Against Indiana, the floor general made his usual sharp and predictive passes all night long, finishing with 21 assists. Only one player in franchise history, Kevin Porter, had 24, has dished more dimes in a franchise his, in the franchise history. Oh. Okay, so when is this? Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Yep. For the Washington Wizards. The Washington Wizards. That stage. That would have, or oh, it's either going to be zero or three. I'll yeah. let you work this one out for yourself, right? <laughs> uh, I can't actually see his name. I can't actually see his number. The ball in front of it. To be honest with you. I'd have to look up the um uh, ba, 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 ba. Oh, he has bounced since. Sorry. He's bounced from the he's no longer at uh Wizards. Well both have well I'd be thinking He's no longer at the team he bounced to. Well then that, that narrows it down to the zero then. So that's that's the Westbrook. Yeah, got it. Yep. Yeah, it was no. either gonna be Beale or Westbrook for that time period because they were the two baller guys. Yeah. The two main baller guys. To the point. I don't know. Maybe Ralph Ralph Nito or someone could have had could have had just a wow of a game. What was the line from Westbrook? Uh, someone else showed up. It was like, yeah, I don't know what you used to do, but we do that here, so you'll have to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm butchering the quote, but you know, just, yeah. just a classic Westbrook style line. I look, that it wasn't too bad. That's good, mate. That's good. Glad to go. Just yeah. glad to put you in the hot seat. Yeah, very, very happy that, um, very happy that you did that to me. That's that's absolutely fantastic. But, uh, hey, you're welcome. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. You know, it's uh, it, it's nice for you to you know try and do things like that on your last time on the show. It's it's <laughs> <laughs> just uh, yeah, just making a special moment. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Boo. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining. And hey, special special edition of uh, local card shop of Bull and Gabba Crackham here and Mermaid Beach, of course. Um, absolutely balling out. Huge thanks once again, Mac, for. Uh, for, for joining us on the show. And, uh, yeah, I think thank you for that uh, special edition Crackham as well. You're welcome, mate. <laughs> Always a pleasure. <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap it up here from the shed of basketball truth. It is Studio 3. Please do jump on the socials. Give us those likes. Uh, if you are listening on a service that allows uh, five-star reviews, please do go ahead and um, do that. That stuff really does help a lot. Um but yeah, uh, in the meantime, uh, until you're listening to us again, just remember that ball don't lie. It never does. <laughs>